0: Try something new for this one. Okay. okay. You ready? Yep. All right. Hang on. I, there's a little a bit of a visual mm, okay. uh, aspect to it. Okay. All Give right. Give me just a second. Oh.
1: Oh. Good lord. What sec? What? Okay. Uh. No. Boy. All right. <laughs> what am I seeing
0: here? Hello and welcome to Blind Tag, the wrestling show for people who don't watch <laughs> wrestling. I'm your co-host, The Malteser.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, Ron has has donned two pairs of sunglasses.
0: I'm your co-host, The Malteser. Okay,
1: I'm sorry, The Malteser has, uh, has donned two pairs Please of sunglasses. Please, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Matt Raddick, and I'm your co-host, and... You're Welcome the, to Blind Tag, well, okay. the wrestling show for people who don't watch wrestling. I feel like I should have been more of a, of a wrestling than a, than a wrestling. You're breaking. You're breaking your character, Malteser.
0: Hey, there's no character to break. This is me. This is who I am
1: these days.
0: <laughs> now let's talk about the
1: WWE. <laughs> let's let's talk about the WWE. Uh, Malteser, did you? Uh, what, did you watch Summerslam this this weekend? Oh, you better believe I did, okay. son okay, and I what, was there backstage and what did you what did you think of 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 what you saw from backstage? Listen,
0: baby, there was a lot going on, mm-hmm. and that was like a few days ago, okay, all right, and so I am not prepared to talk about the events of summerslam
1: okay all right what uh is there anything that you are prepared to talk about malteser uh what what, what is the show about Malteser
0: the show mhm,
1: blind Tag. yeah. Oh, Blind Tag is a wrestling show for people who don't watch wrestling. Okay, so what? What uh, did you watch? Any wrestling, Malteser? Well, I can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> would you like to tell the audience about my look? Uh, I would love to tell the audience about your look. Uh, the Malteser is wearing, uh, well, a pair of sunglasses that are. That are Malteser branded. Our oh, Are is a candy? He's also wearing a second pair of sunglasses, which appear to be the sunglasses that you get when you get your eyes dilated at the optometrist, <laughs> if you're familiar for the uh, for the glasses-wearing audience. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Ron just I stepped back into the studio here. Uh, oh, hey, Ron. Uh, did, what what happened? Uh, I'm hey. trying out new character gimmicks. Yeah, okay. And, uh, I, I just did this the other night. You're
0: just sort of workshopping your character. Yeah, right? I mm-hmm. put the two pairs of sunglasses on mm-hmm. and... Uh, I you I can't see anything <laughs> <laughs> when I have both of them. on You should have worn those when you were
1: looking at the eclipse. Uh, when I was, I know I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have gotten the weird uh, sun holes through. Yeah, this. through these weird fucking Malteser glasses. What the hell is a Malteser? Oh, it's a candy. Okay, is it like a like a knockoff Whopper or something like that?
0: Uh, I think it's like a fancier Whopper. Okay, I'm not really sure, but I believe they're. Maltese Okay
1: Malteses Maltese. The, Maltese the Maltese Maltesers I don't think it works on me I don't think I can I don't think I can pull off the Malteser deck.
0: Oh wait I'm sorry I had a line let me, Oh sure Let me put
1: these back Oh on. yeah okay Alright Hold on folks uh, Ron is uh, putting back on I'm sorry uh, The Malteser is re-entering the room We are, we are <laughs> Okay Is my voice sonically pleasing Or is it
0: Sonically teased. <laughs> 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 <Jesus Christ. laughs>
1: you couldn't even get out your own fucking catchphrase.
0: No that classic Malteser catchphrase. Yeah, right. Is
1: my voice sonically pleasing or sonically teasing? Oh jeez. That was that was uh that was delightful. Thank Matt, you welcome for to the show. That. Yeah, uh super um I'm here. I can't say I'm glad to be here, but I'm gonna boy, be I'm workshopping here. new characters, oh
0: new gimmicks <laughs> uh going forward. That's my plan, until I eventually
1: just okay. become part of the WWE. Your, your gimmick is that you are working on figuring out your gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. I've actually, there's, a, uh, I and others have speculated that that would actually be a very good gimmick for a character at some point. If just it was somebody just like, who
0: can't figure out what he wants to exactly. do in the ring.
1: Yeah. Um, I think we, t- we talked a little bit about Damian Sandow, I think, last week when we were talking about people who failed to cash in the Money in the Bank contract. Okay, um, yeah, sure. He, he did this thing for a while which was hilarious, where basically he was just doing, like, really bad impersonations of a bunch of different people. Um, different wrestlers or just, like, different, different people? Different wrestlers, different, like, like for a while it was a lot of sort of they were trying to do, like, um, they were tr- trying to do sort of cross-promotion things with, like, with what was going on in the world. So I think he dressed up as, like, some Marvel superheroes or something like that with, like, when, when some Marvel movie was coming out. Yeah, you got to cash in. Exactly. This lasted probably, like, like... Twelve weeks or something like that. It wasn't like a super long thing, but it concluded in him being uh, he. The final character he landed on was was Damian Mizdow. He was just he was the Miz's tag team partner, and he was just like a carbon copy of the Miz. And what's his but real like name? Worse, Damien Sandow. Oh, okay, yeah. So that that was the thing. Is like all of his characters were sort of like puns that worked in Dow or Sand or or something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was it was really really great, but. It's been speculated that, like, why isn't someone do that? But just like, they're just trying like lots of gimmicks and they can do lots of just like sort of callbacks to classic gimmicks and stuff like that. And like, you know, they come out one week and they're like a, you know, stereotypical like foreign heel kind of thing. That's kind of what Fandango's doing right now, right? I mean, kind of. Except their gimmick is costumes. Yeah. I think that they've, yeah, they're, they're always the same characters. They're just wearing different costumes and they're different variations of, of cops or what have you. Um, but kind of a different thing. But anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh what a character pops into the blind Tech studio next week.
0: Oh yeah, I mean you're welcome to try to figure out your own gimmick. I, I think I'm good. I
1: think I'm thinking good over here. Just, uh, just your gimmick is over exuberant, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um. Boy, howdy. So anyway, uh, I know. I'm that sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I know that uh you watched. SummerSlam this weekend i did yeah you were at my
0: house when yeah, i watched it i was on you were couch. there to make
1: sure i was watching it that's true i i had to had to make sure did you watch it at all or were you too busy
0: making sure i was
1: watching um you know i i, I was kind of one of those things where i was like i was watching it in your eyes i was watching it through your eyes you might say so you sort of had a like an out-of-body yeah exactly yeah. summer slam experience yeah. exactly um yeah something something like that what what were what were your thoughts about Summerslam.
0: Uh well, there were like 12 fucking matches, so I have a lot of thoughts. Sure. Most of them were pretty boring. Okay. Uh, cool. as uh, as is the truth, I don't really like sitting on my couch for 6 hours watching wrestling. I'm sorry, what? I don't I don't follow that logic. Uh well, That's the you only see, thing I like do. I don't mm, I don't like wasting my time. Ah, I see. I see. I don't like uh, I don't like just burning through a Sunday. Okay, sure. For sure. no reason. You brought some tasty snacks over, which... <laughs> anyway, that's totally irrelevant. <laughs> that's um, our other podcast. That's the our snack garbage cast. snack review yeah. podcast. I, th- I think those are still in your fridge. They okay. are still in the freezer. You may take them home. Mm,
1: okay, cool. If you don't, I'll eat them. Either way, I'm, I'm fine with this. Anyway, uh, we well, Thanks, Totinos. Thanks. Yeah, shout out to Totinos, our new sponsor. Uh, they gave us some nacho cheese squares that we... uh. We devour they didn't, but if they are looking to do that, mm-hmm. we're here. We are, we are super, we are super here for it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, it was a uh, well. I guess these are still Marvel superheroes, but Damien... this is what I've been with doing with my time. Oh, okay. uh, Damien Sandow for, started this gimmick by impersonating uh, Magneto, and then uh, that's a supervillain. Yes, right. Okay, good point. Very, very point. He was working heel at this time, so that makes sense. But it was a, they had a they had Hugh Jackman as a guest star on Raw, and so he came out as Magneto, and it was during some fucking X-Men movie was coming out, and so Hugh Jackman was sort of kind of playing that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they they had a confrontation. He also came out as as LeBron James at one point, uh, mm. Sherlock Holmes, Bruce Springsteen, Abraham Lincoln, Paul Revere, uh, a rapper called D-Sizzle, and an interpretive dancer. Also mimicked a bunch of other wrestlers, including Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and Vince McMahon. Really some great stuff. I'm going to have to dig this up and, like, send you some some... Uh, Damien Sandow impersonation highlights. They were really funny. It's a great gimmick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I check that out. Anyway, Summerslam. God. Uh, I don't. I mean, I Just don't want to. You know, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'll I'll give it a half a half thumb. Okay. Almost like a sort of like a severed kind of. Oh, okay. That's in
0: that's the upward posi- like a severed thumb in the upward position. So mm-hmm. it's like uh like a general good kind of kind of vibe but also sure. very bad kind of feel
1: oh okay sure uh good vibes bad feels
0: i don't really want to talk about SummerSlam because it already happened there's like okay, a lot to enough. break down okay. we i mean do you want to r- super quickly run down the list and say who won the matches or that that'd be just horrible to listen to yeah it would be awful uh so the let's talk about the two main events i guess okay uh, right. uh i want to start with uh, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah,
1: this was interesting.
0: I fucking hated this.
1: Yeah, was, I mean, it was uh, so we both picked Shinsuke to win, and this was it was interesting
0: in like the go. really bad kind of way.
1: Okay,
0: Uh we picked Shinsuke, and uh, Mr. Mahal won. Mm-hmm. Why did he win, Matt? Because the, the Singh brothers helped him out. I don't even remember what they did, but the the I the Sing brothers that they helped, helped him out. Somehow. they interrupted? They yeah. <laughs> distracted, or they beat up, or sure. something? I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm upset. Because we're still at a point where uh, Jinder Mahal can't win a match (laughs) unless the Singh brothers are there. Mm -hmm. That's that's my insight in
1: in that. I mean, I I still, I see your point here. I I get that. But at the same time, it still feels like it's kind of just like a a regular ass heel gimmick to, you know, he's continually cheating to win. You don't think it's boring that they do it every single time? I mean, I do think, I, I do think it's. It's boring, but like, I guess I can't even say I would call it boring. I don't like it, but I just wish that there was more in between. Here's the thing: is like, I, I don't mind that he's cheating to win in sort of the big moments, but they've never, and I think this is kind of your point: is like, they've never proven that he can that he can win at all without their help. You know, I, like, I
0: guess the the thing that I'm not, I I don't know how many fights is gender fighting without the sing brothers that I'm just not watching cuz they're not like big main event things.
1: There's not many. That that's been the weird thing is like like most often the sort of main champion um I get okay, side note. Um the the main champion is usually sort of like having regular matches every week where they're you know, either they're in a tag team match with someone, and it's like them and another heel against two babyfaces or something like that to kind of build their feuds or whatever, um, or they're in just like a non-title match where they're squashing someone else or something like that. They've been doing that a little bit with Jinder Mahal, but a lot less than they sort of typically do with with a champion. He's had a few matches here and there. I know he's beaten Mojo Rawley, he's beaten Ty Dillinger, but like he's you know all of his non-title matches, he's either lost or they've like ended in disqualification. I'm thinking mostly of the recent match with Randy Orton and the mm-hmm. recent match with John Cena. Right. Um, which, like, for me, at least, the, the one that ended in disqualification was fine, but the him just straight up losing to Randy Orton made no sense to me whatsoever. Um, the the sidebar that I was going to make is, like, in this sort of new era of Brock Lesnar, the the champion isn't on programming every week, and he's certainly not competing every week, even if he is on programming. So it's, like, a little bit different. I don't know if maybe they're trying to, like... like build gender that way by not having him defend all the time. But I think because he doesn't have the sort of air of legitimacy that Brock Lesnar has, I don't think it really works for him. They they just, like, he, they need to give him a bigger pedigree. Right, he I doesn't seem like as big of a
0: threat as Brock Right, does. it just seems like he, he's... Sitting, and also because it seems like he can't win. Yeah. But I guess the the other question that I just realized, are you not supposed to watch wrestling every week? No, you're I mean, yeah, you're supposed to. Like the storylines continue, but are you supposed to like forget that gender that gender does this every single time or is it like designed so that there's enough space between gender's fights that you are supposed to put it out of mind that he cheats with the Singh brothers every single
1: time? No, I don't think that you're supposed to be surprised when he does it at all. I think you're supposed to be expecting it. Like I think you I think the the commentators say as much as it's like oh you can see you know the sing brothers outside they're you know doing whatever and it's like how will shinsuke not overcome jinder mahal not just jinder mahal but also the sing brothers like that so i think that they're they're telling that story and and usually in in gimmicks like this uh where it's a heel working with either like a partner or some lackeys or something like that. Like, like what's going on with the Misturage is very similar. Yeah. Uh, what was going on? I think you caught the tail end of like the Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens stuff. It was like, they were constantly yeah. interfering in each other's matches to help the other one win. Um, so, Typically, the like ultimate sort of trump card is they do something like a like a cage match or a Hell in a Cell match or a shark cage match or whatever, where they they literally eliminate the outside threat, and so it's like okay, now it's just you one on one with me, and I'm going to beat you because I'm Shinsuke Nakamura and I'm a better wrestler than you. So like, yeah, like that that kind of stuff works, but again, it's like I still feel like. Like Jinder isn't even anywhere near the caliber of, of Shinsuke Nakamura. Like I think it may, it's, a, it's a better story when it's like these are two similarly leveled wrestlers, and then the way that Shinsuke or that uh, you know Jinder keeps getting the edge over him as he's cheating. But it's like Shinsuke is a world class wrestler, and Jinder Mahal has beaten Ty Dillinger and Mojo Raleigh and So,
0: like, so we think the continuing story is just going to be Shinsuke chasing the belt. Yeah, I gender. do. I
1: do absolutely, and I think that okay. this week build built towards that. Oh, absolutely. Um, the the match that Shinsuke had this week was a was a two on one handicap against the the sing the Sing brothers. Uh, which what was, was the handicap? There was two of them, and there was one of Shinsuke. So what's the handicap? There there it's a two on one match.
0: Right, but generally, if there's a handicap, what didn't? Why did Shinsuke not have anything to his advantage?
1: Why didn't he have like a gun or something
0: <laughs> to th- kind of even mean, the
1: playing field? The I, d- I guess I don't really know why Shinsuke was being handicapped, but I think the idea was just like like
0: these guys suck. You're exactly, going to beat them anyway. Exactly. Okay. Gonna,
1: like usually in a in a two on one handicap, which is not an uncommon stipulation, it's like a one team is wrestling a tag team match, and then the other person is just a single competitor. So it's like. Like recently, they had a not too long ago, they had a, mat, a Roman Reigns versus the club handicap match. So it was Roman Reigns versus Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, but only one of them was ever in the ring at the time. Right, right. But it would right. just be like Carl Anderson would get tired and he would tag Luke Gallows and then he would go start beating up Roman Reigns and then they would tag out again. And it's just kind of like Roman Reigns is having to work this whole match. These guys are getting to swap in and out. The sort of comedy of this match was that it was, uh, you know, these guys weren't even in wrestling attire. The idea was that these guys basically just don't know how to wrestle, and so it was just Shinsuke beating the crap out of them. Yeah, whatever. they
0: were just wearing their regular half yeah. unbuttoned button down shirts, and which like was their slacks and nice shoes. Delightful.
1: I it's good. Such a. I, I thought this was a super entertaining segment. It, it was, was really a fun, fun match. To just watch Shinsuke, Shinsuke beat Shinsuke the crap out of some yeah, people. Yeah, you beat the hell out of them and have some fun with it.
0: Uh, what else do you want to talk about from SummerSlam? Anything? Nothing. There were no other good fights there, right? Was um. There?
1: I mean, okay. So the Usos wrestled the 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 New Day in. Yep. Fucking the, one of the most incredible matches I've seen in in a long long time. I watched the first half. It was on the pre show. A lot of people didn't watch it. My own brother didn't watch it. Shame on him. Uh, and shame. Sh- just like shame. If you didn't catch this match, for the love of God, for the love of Pete, go back and watch this match because it, it was it's truly incredible. It's a, it's such a bummer that. They moved this to the pre-show. I don't know why they moved this to the pre-show, because the tag the, the belts actually changed hands, so it was like kind of a big deal. The Usos are now the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, but man, it was just like I, I I think I said this at the beginning of this feud, but like these guys are real life friends and just have so much chemistry together, and I think it comes through every one of their matches, just like ends up topping the next one, and they're just they're they're putting on a fucking clinic of tag team wrestling and I just, I'm, I just love it. Go watch it. Right. Everybody, games.
0: everybody, watch the Usos and uh, the New Day. Yeah, the Usos are, um, they're kind of like homophobic, <laughs> and the New Day are <laughs> They've stepped
1: away from that. Uh, uh, oh, they, they they've
0: moved away from that gimmick. They haven't said anything homophobic in like homophobic. two weeks. <laughs> um, now they're ending, pretty right? good. If you want to learn how to do a tag team match, mm-hmm.
1: this is the, this is
0: what you should. These watch. are the guys to watch. Yeah, these five.
1: I mean, there was a, kind of a lot that happened. Um, I mean, Brock Lesnar retained his championship. Sasha Banks won the Raw Women's Championship. Natalia won the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, the oh, Seth and Dean won the Raw Tag Team Championships over Cesaro and Sheamus. Everybody won everything. It was Everybody crazy. Won everything.
0: There were no losses.
1: Uh, yeah, no nobody losses lost at all. SummerSlam. Uh, just everything ended in wins. It was pretty pretty exciting stuff.
0: I was proud of my boy Braun Strowman, who uh, just annihilated Brock Lesnar. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, This was, I feel like, really a... This match by Phil Hook was more than anything else a showcase for Braun Strowman and his just fucking dominance. And, and the it, crowd was just eating it up. And it continued into this week. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so the the week started. So Brock Lesnar retained the championship, uh, which means that he is not stepping away from the WWE and that Paul Heyman is not stepping away from the WWE. So these two were. Thank God. They they opened up Monday Night Raw on Monday uh, with, with a promo talking about just how great they were and all that kind of stuff. And who should come out. But none other than Braun Strowman, and he did he did a great thing in this. He didn't he didn't come out and like cut a promo and say his catchphrases and say that I'm not finished with you and then walk away. He came out, he didn't say anything, and he just destroyed Brock Lesnar. He threw him around Again. the ring like a freaking rag doll, and then picked up the championship, held up his arms, and and roared at the crowd, and, and then threw was, the championship belt at Brock. It, yeah, this was, is fun.
0: I I had a good time watching this. Mm-hmm. I laughed. I cried. I I thoroughly enjoyed this uh, yeah this video. I w- I'm a big fan of
1: bronze work. Likewise, and I think that the you know, for as stale as WWE booking can get, I do think that they keep it, the Universal title scene. I think they have continued to to do new and interesting things, and I think that um, this is just like it, it's it's different than the, how they typically book a main event, um, and it, and it's refreshing, and I, I'm liking. I'm liking this, the again the sort of legitimacy that Brock Lesnar brings, but then also just like the brute fucking power that Braun Strowman brings, and it's a lot of fun. It's really really cool. Um, he's great. He has a I, he has a tattoo on his bicep that says "Country Strong," and it's my favorite thing in the world. I just love that man. He's just so great. Very good. Um, so yeah, and now this set up. The, I don't know. I don't know if you caught this, but they announced that the next pay per view, which is, gonna be no Mercy, 24th, uh, is going to be WWE No Mercy on September 24th, is going to be. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal title. Oh, very good. They're going for it. They're going all in on That'll it. That'll be a fun one to watch. It really I will hope. be. Um, yeah, it was. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're announcing their main <laughs> event this early, and I'm also kind of surprised that they're pulling the trigger on Brock versus Braun so early. But, hey, I'm fucking excited way, about it's it. It's what the people want. It is what the people want. It's what want. they need. It is. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm ready for it, too. It's going to be great. It's going to be a real hoot. Uh, th- that does leave some questions though for what the other folks in that in that sort of main event scene are going to do, namely Roman reigns Samojo. Uh but they've they found a new competitor a new a new dog to enter their fight yeah this was weird a new old dog i don 't know how I feel about and this it's none other, none other than, than the, the 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 sports entertainment's biggest free agent John Cena John Cena made his uh i don't know his return not his debut his return to raw this week yeah which is really cool. It's exciting, and he was calling out Roman Reigns. Yeah, so John Cena, John Cena, what boy, boy John Cena? He he basically came out and started like cutting a, a regular ass promo, a classic John Cena promo, but like he was really, I don't know. I, I don't want to say, like, working, but kind of just, like, hamming it up with the the really, really marky, oh, smarky he, yeah. Brooklyn oh, crowd. Oh, absolutely.
0: I even recognize that. He was, he was he had this big shit-eating grin across mm-hmm. his face the entire time.
1: Mm-hmm. He was he was loving it. Yeah. he's eating it up. I Like, this is not an uncommon. John Cena is a man of many faces, uh, of many personas, if you will. And this is not, like, an uncommon sort of way for him to interact with his audience and be an act in general. Uh, but I, it's one of my least favorite things. It's like, he's like trying to be sort of like in on the joke and be like, oh yeah, like, you guys are great. Do what you want to do. Like, have fun and, and kind of ruin the show. But also, like, I don't know. It's just like, I, it's just so it's just Why so do you hate weird. it? Why do you hate John Cena? I mean, I love John Cena. And America. I love John Cena. I just don't under, like, like okay, so... The raw crowd uh, this week was was really annoying. They did a lot of stupid, they were th- real raw. They I'd were say. they were real raw. They did a lot of like dumb chants. They were throwing beach balls around the crowd. They were doing the wave during a Finn Balor match, a uh, Finn Balor uh, Jason Jordan match, which is was great. But like, what they were just being assholes. And like, wrestling fans had like have this thing – I guess I don't know how much we've really talked about this on the show, but, like, a lot of times wrestling crowds try and kind of insert themselves into the show more than I think is necessary, and they like to try and, like, take over the show. And there's a certain, like, wrestling fan that just, like, really takes pride in their ability to kind of hijack a broadcast and, like, make it their own show. And it's, like, the real shitty thing to do. Um I don't – I don't understand why, pe- why people – do this. I don't understand why you would spend so much money to go to this event and then to to try. I mean, essentially, it's ruin... like heckling
0: a comedian. Exactly, like. Because you want to be funnier, you want the attention.
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's, that's exactly what it's you're exciting
0: doing. to be on TV.
1: It is. I'm, I'm sure that it is. I was on TV once at a wrestling show, and it was very exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I was just. What'd ch- you do? Were you flipping somebody off? No, I was. Uh, I was pounding my Did chest. You have your wiener along out? With, no, I didn't have my wiener out. But I was pounding my chest along with Big E, because I really love Big E. Uh. And so uh, I was doing that, and I was wearing a Daniel Bryan T-shirt, and my friend was next to me holding up a beer, going just kind of like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> That's exciting. It was great.
0: What was this uh, what what event was this? This was
1: a this was, was a WWE Smackdown in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh it would have been probably like 2013 or something like that.
0: Wow, like 100 years ago. It was it was it was a bit ago. Before the it great before fall. it was
1: before the New Day the New Day even yeah. existed. It was when Biggie was just a guy
0: before the great fall of the world.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I don't understand like one of the things is like this kind of crowd is what what the like John Cena hatred usually like stems from. It's what the Roman Reigns hatred certainly stems from. I think that they're kind of coming around on John Cena and starting to appreciate him a little bit more. But it's just like weird to me that like this crowd was so anti John Cena for so long and now he's like trying to like play along with him, and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm on your side." And it's also like John Cena is the biggest figurehead and the biggest face of the WWE. And so I don't think he should be kind of like encouraging this this he shouldn't be encouraging this type of behavior from these from these damn hooligans. Okay, okay Dad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just weird, and I don't, I don't like him, like being trying to be. You don't like John Cena. It's way. fine. I understand. I love.
0: Listen, John Cena. You hate John Cena in America, everything he stands for. It's just I understand. True. It's
1: just patently false.
0: Listen, have you never been to a thing? Okay. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. you never just been outside. <laughs> And you never saw somebody, I only and you started live in yelling the studio
1: at him to watch wrestling and record podcasts.
0: You've never been outside and you just saw somebody who started yelling at him, and okay. just thought, "Yeah, I'm gonna people are going to notice. <laughs> this is going to be cool."
1: <laughs> you're telling me you've never done that? You know, no, I've never just started yelling at a man on the street. You should try. I've it. also never gone into someone's place of employment and while they were when they were trying to, I don't know, just do their job. at, you know, I guess I. I I wanted to say when they're like performing, but that's kind of like a specific context. But I've never like walked into a McDonald's and seen this guy that is like trying Have to. Have get...
0: you never grilled a fucking hamburger in your life?
1: <laughs> never tried to tell tell them how to grill a hamburger. Do you know the
0: difference between a fucking French fry and a cinnamon
1: stick? <laughs> I've never, I've never walked into a McDonald's, blown up a beach ball, and started batting it around the crowd, and then they're, like, trying to get a The room. crowd? Like, the hey, McDonald's hey, crowd? At yeah, the fucking McDonald's crowd. <laughs> I've never started batting it around with my fellow McDonald's patrons. And just, been like,
0: just you and the Grimace batting a beach ball <laughs> around a McDonald's?
1: <laughs> well, no, not Grimace, because Grimace is clearly a McDonald's employee, so he wouldn't be... Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't right. be trying to work with him. I'd be like... Me and my friends are like, hey, we're going go to McDonald's, and everybody's going to look at us and be like, ah, cool, look at those guys with a beach ball. That's cool. Is Ronald That's McDonald kind of a, dumb.
0: a face or a heel? He's like the face of McDonald's.
1: He's the he's the new face of McDonald's. So the oh the, the, the hamburger would here.
0: be like the the heel.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Ron, uh, I think Ronnie Ronnie McDonald is the uh is the face and then hamburger is the heel. What do you think the
0: hamburglars finishing move is? Oh no,
1: gosh, here we are again. I don't. I don't fucking know. Uh, he is a masked man. He's kind of like a like a luchador type, if you will.
0: He's absolutely not like a luchador at all. He's wearing a mask. I will not. He's wearing a mask. <laughs> I refuse he's, to. He's a to... masked
1: wrestler. I don't know. Maybe he just like pulls down Ronald McDonald's pants and then, he like, steals his buns. <laughs> there you go.
0: The bun stealer. He he burgles his ham. <laughs> it's real g- gross when you say it that way.
1: It sure is. Please don't burgle anyone's ham, Ron. Please, you, dear, so you, please, dear never, listeners, break all no one's hands.
0: So you've never just been at a place and you're like, I bet if I shout this funny thing, a lot of people will think I'm the funniest guy on this train right now.
1: I don't. I don't think I've. I think I've really been in that context.
0: It's like when a when a when a waitress drops a dish and everybody applauds. It's like whoever started it is like, oh, that's the guy. He's
1: the funny guy at the <laughs> restaurant. I uh, someone that still seems even like more like a thing that is normally done, like. I will admit that I have I, I I started a chant once at a WWE show, and I was like, "Hey, that was pretty cool." See, yeah, that was, that was really cool. You Know exactly what it is, but like, I was like chanting along with the the things. The thing is, and, and I feel like we've talked about this before, but it's like the the wrestling is is unique because it's a performance, but it's also in front of a live audience, and the 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 audience is clearly very much a part of it. Like, yeah the fact that you're cheering for the for the faces and the fact that you're booing the heels like that's a part of the performance in my mind and so i think what to 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 be complicit in that is cool and to be a part of that and and to be a part of it is is cool but like if you're genuinely like trying to remove it here's one have you ever been to a, you've been to you've been to a concert a show in your life and you know sometimes people mm. clap along to the music yeah you ever seen those guys that try and clap on the offbeat yeah it's, like, those guys. Like, what are you doing? You're just trying to, like, be a, be a jerk and, like, draw all the attention to yourself and, like, also kind of, like, disrespect this band. And yeah, maybe those disrespect guys are these funny. Fans. They're
0: so... They're, like, the highlight of the show. you no, a real heel Yeah, there, there's a, a, a genuine difference between participating in the show and trying to take it over. Like, and if you're like, trying to take it over, then you suck and you should go
1: home. You're genuinely trying to interfere with the performance. Again, that you paid for, that thousands of other people have paid for like like this is like i don't know it's like fucking heckling during a movie or like even just like talking on your cell phone during a movie it's like you paid to be here all these other people paid to be here don't ruin their experience by trying to get yourself over like th- no one's gonna remember you trying to get You're yourself over. that's
0: your gimmick as you go to shows and you just ruin I mean, it that's what they're that's what they're doing
1: it's like they're like oh yeah i'm the beach ball guy i'm cool like Oh, I'm the guy that chants. John Cena sucks. That was me. I'm the I'm the cool guy. Is that what you no. were chanting? No, I was not. I was chanting. I don't know something in support of someone. I think you liar. What were you chanting? I think I might have just started a collab for for Biggie because I love Biggie. <laughs> no one loves Biggie. as well. <laughs> All right, all right. Anyway, so, so yeah, the point is is that I just really love Biggie. That's that's really the moral of the story. And that's the podcast. And that's the podcast. Um, yeah, that that was it. Well, before we uh,
0: get into the actual week of. What happened in wrestling like like the premise of the show that we do, yeah, sure. Uh, I do want to mention Dana Brooke. Did you hear about this?
1: No, I've never heard nothing about Dana Brooke
0: uh Dana Brooke's boyfriend, Dallas McCarver, who is a bodybuilder, okay, uh he died. It was earlier this week on like um on no. Monday, I believe, so sorry to Dana Brooke
1: uh well, yeah, I guess uh man, that sucks uh sorry to Dana. She was even on on the show this week.
0: Was she really? Yeah, she
1: was on on Monday. When, I guess, I when did that. this happen? Holy shit! Uh, I it must have been maybe Tuesday then. Yeah, yeah. She had like a, a small a small minor segment with Emma, but um. Wow, yeah, that's wild. wild. I guess uh, I guess uh, thinking of, thinking of Dana this week. That's got to be a really incredibly difficult thing to go for, go through.
0: Uh, speaking of heartbreaking, you sent me that. Fucking John Cena video oh, yeah, too. I did. This is a good week for just being sad about uh, wrestlers. Well, the
1: John Cena one wasn't sad. It, it was kind of sad. It, was, but it a, was. It was really a roller coaster of emotions. Give me uh, a breakdown of what this was. So yeah, so this this clip has been floating around the the old wrestling internet uh, pretty much all week. But is you know promotion that he's doing with Cricket Wireless. Apparently he did this video uh, a few weeks ago where it was like they were having different fans come in and record, uh, not not the fans that were featured in this video I sent you, but different fans that were just talking about, like, why they like John Cena and then, like, doing John Cena impressions and stuff like that. And apparently That's in the fun. middle of it, he would burst through a, a banner with him and a marching band. Oh, yeah. I this think was, you may have seen this. This or... is a while ago. I told you about this. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this was sort of like a, 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 I think it was kind of a riff on that, basically. But the it, the, it starts out that John Cena just, like, walks into a sort of studio where they're shooting a video and uh they hand him a stack of thank you cards and it's all thank you cards from his fans and things like that and um they're all just like really like touching sort of heartwarming things yeah my mom died of cancer i gave her a john cena wristband uh, not not quite it was it was a little boy who's uh the the culmination of, of this was a little boy whose mom was was fighting breast cancer and he gave her a A wristband that he had gotten from John Cena. John Cena just like handed it to him in the crowd of the show. And he, she said, like, he told her when she was going in for her surgery to never give up. Uh, And she survived the surgery and uh, is, is continues to be cancer free. So she did not die from cancer.
0: This was actually, oh, you know what? I, we talked about this out of order because he was reading the letters
1: about stuff like that. And then, and then they showed this video clip of this kid, of the kid explaining all this story.
0: And I felt so bad for John Cena because he's already like, like, you can tell he's getting a little yeah. torn a little up about these letters. Yeah. And then they're like, Hey, we, we've got one more. And they bring out a laptop and he's like, "Fucking all right. Yeah. Like he's just, just th- putting John Cena through this fucking gauntlet of yeah. heartbreaking yeah. shit that yeah. er- is everybody like saying how much they appreciate him. But it's just like, like, Oh, my mom died. Oh, I almost wasn't able to adopt a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like, I got seriously injured. And he's mm-hmm. just like,
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I was thinking about that. Like, if anybody put me on the spot and was just like, "Hi, I'm going to turn on some cameras and now I'm going to make you cry, like, yeah. and and make you experience a lot of intense emotions," yeah, I would I'm, very I'm, much be like, "Get me the hell out of here." I'd like to die now, please. Thank you yeah, for yeah. this. Um, but yeah, uh, John Cena ever the, ever the Trooper powered through, and it sort of culminates in this kid that was in the video. He bursts through the a, a, a little banner, a little Cricket Wireless banner, and you know says to John, "Like, thank you. You're my hero. Thanks to you." I was able to tell my mom to never give up, and you helped me get through that sort of dark time in my life, and John Cena gives him a hug, and then all these other people that wrote all these thank you cards come out and are also giving him hugs, and, uh, man, it was just... It's hit. the most heart-rending fucking
0: thing i watched this week.
1: every cockle in my heart. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. It was... I, I don't know. Like... I was legitimately like very moved and touched by this thing because yeah. it's just like I got teared up. He's a he's just a really great guy and he really did, like it's he really does inspire a lot of people to do a lot of great things. I'm tearing up just thinking about it yeah. right now.
0: I'm going to start crying on the pod. We're going to have this emotional just th- We're a cleansing be on this emotional right now.
1: emotional journey together. A purge. I mean on the podcast. I got to say kind of kind of the reason I wanted you to watch this alongside the other stuff that John Cena did this week was that like this is the uh, the duality of John Cena, uh, if you will, the duality of the man, the duality of the man. Um, it's just like like
0: you can't see him.
1: <laughs> that's that's the duality. You can't see him, but also you can. Uh, John Cena can be both these things. Is somehow able to be both these things at once. He is like this this touching, heartwarming figure who does a lot for the community. He does a lot to inspire people. But then he's also just, like, like I just don't understand why he then is also going to portray this, like, crazy, like, goofy character that's, like, working with all these jerks and, like, trying to be... It was like he was trying to be cool to all the assholes. Yeah, but it was also, I mean, like he's standing up to the bullies. These guys are being assholes
0: and he's just like, all right, you don't want me here. I'll just walk out, you dumb idiots. And then he like, starts walking out and the Miz is like, no, I'm not done talking to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's doing that, but like, to me, it's like, the thing that's frustrating is like the audience to me is like kind of being bullies and kind of ruining this experience. And it seems like, what he was doing in the ring seemed like he was egging them on. Granted, yes, The Miz came out during his promo and was like talking some shit to him and he ran them down and all that kind of stuff. And that's all well and good. He should be mean to the bad guys and, and always triumph and inspire everyone and all that kind of stuff. But like, I just I just don't understand. I don't understand why he's trying to be all these different things at once. I, I guess
0: the the real issue is that like the message to me is like you can stand up to bullies in a passive way. You can just kind of like kind of brush him off and and walk away. But the thing that John Cena has mm-hmm. that like kids don't have is that John Cena can also beat the living hell out <laughs> of his bullies if he needs to. He's he's a very intimidating presence.
1: That is true. That is that is very true. Um yeah. Well, I mean to to to, to I guess sort of summarize this segment John Cena, the, the first person that came out was not the Miz, actually. John Cena came out and was talking about how he's glad to be on Raw and how he's excited to, to work with some people he hasn't worked with before. And that led to Roman Reigns coming out. And there's been a lot of like rumor and hype and speculation about John Cena versus Roman Reigns for a very, very long time. And um And it happened. And, and well, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. They walked they they stood eye to eye um in a sort of showdown of sorts. And they kissed. And then they they did not kiss. Uh, what, the, what the hell happened this week then? <laughs> what did I watch? <laughs> what were you watching? Um, they, they've, I mean, we we've talked before about how they're kind of passing the proverbial torch from John Cena to Roman Reigns. So There's been a lot of sh- talk about like when are these two actually going to face off and have sort of a big feud or whatever. Um, anyway, they were kind of teasing that. But then uh, I can't remember who came out first, if it was The Miz or Samoa Joe. But both those people came out, The Miz with The Miztourage in tow.
0: I believe it was Joe who came out first.
1: Yeah, I think that's right, which is actually a, a showdown that I have not seen and that I really want to see is Samoa Joe and John Cena. And I hope that they give us a few, a few matches with them, uh, maybe even like have that be an actual feud. But anyway, what this culminated in was uh, a, a tag match at the end of the night, a main event tag match, and it was John Cena and Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe and The Miz, which was a fine match. It was a pretty good match. Whatever, but, yeah, it was, I mean, it's fun for John Cena to be back on the program. Uh, John Cena and The Miz have had a lot of really, really great stuff over the years, so I'm kind of excited for them to to work together again, and, like I said, I'm really excited to see a John cena Samojo match. I just realized something. What's that? You didn't send me the clip of the actual match. Yeah, I didn't think you cared.
0: Well, who won?
1: Uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. yeah, it's of John course. Cena. That's what I assumed was It was, was a happened. foregone conclusion, basically. Yeah. A four-man foregone. <laughs> four-man foregone conclusion of sorts. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a fairly standard tag match or whatever. Um, I feel like after big shows like this, like, they do a few, like, big, huge things. After what? After big pay-per-views like SummerSlam and WrestleMania. What did you call it, though? Big shows like this? The big show. <sighs> after the big show? God damn it. He God. wasn't on this week. He wasn't on this week. That's true. He broke his hand, remember? Is that real? No. Have they confirmed? No, it's not. It's not real. I at didn't all. think it was real. Um, so uh, yeah. Like a lot of times after big pay per views, they do a couple of big things, but like mostly the matches are just kind of a holdover because partially because they can't do any like longer segments or do any plot development because the crowd is just like being assholes the whole time. So it was just kind of like a whatever match, and I think we'll really have to wait until next week to see what John Cena is going to be doing. Uh, sort of long term now that he's now that he is on Raw.
0: Yeah, like, everything that happened, or everything that I watched, was just, like, almost a recap yep. slash, like a, like, a continuation. Braun Strowman coming out and yep. beating up Brock Lesnar, yep. John Cena, doing this whole thing. Uh, Sasha was bragging about winning the championship, mm-hmm. and Alexa came out and was like, I'll fight you again for it. Yeah. and It, like, it, it was just everything was just... Uh, a rehash of what happened on Sunday.
1: Yeah. I thought that they kind of did a nice job actually of of sort of raising the stakes with the Alexa Bliss uh, Alexa Bliss Sasha Banks stuff. Um basically Alexa was just kind of saying that like, yeah, Sasha may be the champion but she's never been able to successfully defend that championship. Yeah, that was that was deep cut uh, exactly, which was just like it, it's nice. I mean, sure Sasha's a four-time champion, but it's only because she's lost it so many goddamn times. Uh, and she wins it again, but like it's like it, it, it they're kind of calling into question her character and being like you can't win when the when the spotlight's actually on you and almost when you have the sort of advantage as the champion so i think that that was a nice little like bit of fuel to add to that fire i feel like i've mentioned before that i'm really excited for an alexa bliss sasha banks feud so i'm excited that they're continuing that and based on the fucking insane promotional ad that they did for no mercy i think that alexa bliss and bruce sasha banks is a lock for no mercy as well uh and should be a good match hopefully uh Hopefully we get some uh, some more fuel added to this fire as the, as the weeks move along. Let's make it hot. Yeah. I think the only other big sort of development from Raw this week uh, was with our favorite friends, uh, Enzo and Big Cass. I'm super excited for these developments. Yeah. Uh, not the, exactly the developments that we thought they were going to be, but these two had a Brooklyn street fight. Uh, this on is Monday, the dumbest right? shit ever. Yeah, which is just like... They do street fights a lot. They like to do Chicago street fights a lot, but they basically do them in any insert place name here. But it's just like, it's a no disqualification match with uh, slightly more weapons than normal. But this match had a bit of a, a Enzo wheeled
0: end. out a shopping cart full of garbage and yeah. was like, hey...
1: I'm going to beat you up with this garbage. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was dumb. It was terrible. It was stupid. It was pretty bad. I don't like Enzo Amore. Anyway. You don't have to anymore. That's true. Uh, The developments from this match were that, first of all, in a somewhat, I guess, serious and kind of somber note, Big Cass tore his ACL in this match. He took a bad... ACL?
0: Are you positive? Yes. I did. I did look
1: it up. I did the Googling, the necessary Googling. That's a bad one. It's a bad one. Um, It's, uh, you know, you don't really want to tear any ligaments in your body as a sort of general rule, but I think especially you don't really want to tear your ACL. Um, so uh, according to Bleacher Report, he's going to be out for nine months. Nine? I thought it was six. I, I thought it was six. Two. I said six earlier, but it's actually nine.
0: Here's the thing: he injured himself in this match. Yep. And I was like, "Wow, Big Cast did such a bad job of selling this injury. <laughs> yeah. Like right. when he fall when he goes down because his knee gives out, he mm-hmm. like he does like a slow like sh- shudder and then he like goes down. And I was like, this is so fucking bad yeah. and cheesy looking. And then like, the first thing Matt
1: tells me when he gets here to record is, oh, yeah, big cast. Super like. real. Super actually real. God. I, I don't know. We watched it again, and I, I guess I kind of see your point of, of it looked a little odd. It
0: looks fake, but knowing it's real, it's like... It's just like... Ugh, I,
1: just, I mean, rough. like, when you tear an ACL, like, you, you you can't... As I understand, I've never fucking done this, but, like, you can't put any weight on that. So, it's like, I don't feel like... I don't know how you... I don't know. I don't know what would look real there. Cause like the other thing that I've heard is that you don't actually like feel pain because like your ligaments don't have nerves in them. So you're not feeling like pain of, Oh th- shit, this thing tore. It's just like you, you go to step on it and you can't like, huh. it just falls out underneath you. I didn't know that. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a super bizarre thing. And Cass was like very legitimately like super pissed in the ring. And as he was being helped up and out of the, out of the arena, um, because I mean he was just kind of building momentum for his singles push, and it's frankly being all taken away from him, yeah, it's your um, livelihood man, yeah, yeah, it sucks i feel I feel really really bad for the guy and I uh hope he recovers quickly, but um yeah I mean at at the same time, I feel like his this whole thing with him and Enzo is not really going anywhere, and so I think you know maybe there'll be a better spot for him once he returns from this injury, and I'm sure he's going to get a, 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 quite a large pop when he when he finally makes his return. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> that's uh, that's a, a broken knee joke. Yeah, I got that. Uh, that was very nice. Well done. The other thing that was kind of interesting here, uh, which I actually didn't know, but you informed me of today, is that now Enzo is on two hundred five live. He's officially been moved over to the cruiserweights.
0: Yeah, he uh, he sent he apparently sent this Snapchat a couple weeks ago, right around the whole stripper controversy oh, that we yeah, talked about. This, yes, and it was like a picture of him in the mirror, and the caption was something along the lines of. Uh, two oh six pounds and no F's given. Yeah, which a lot of people uh, thought he was maybe moving to two oh five live or whatever. Yeah. I thought, nah, eh, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> I apparently, that's a
1: stupid Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I don't follow him on Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat. Don't try to find me. Yeah, don't at me, bro. <laughs> he uh, apparently he deleted it though. But now it makes sense. And the good news is we never have to talk about Enzo Amore. Again. Yeah, because we
1: don't really talk about the cruiserweights or two oh five live really at all. The, except for the title picture. I mean I, I well, and I the title picture when it is interesting and comes up on a pay per view and really just when Austin Aries is involved.
0: The other thing is that the, the like the cruiserweights who keep being in the pay per views. Yeah. Are super super good at wrestling, yeah, and I mean, Enzo Amore is not
1: great at wrestling. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Enzo is not. And I mean, he he made his debut by interrupting a Neville promo, so that like that is the symbol that he is getting in getting involved, getting in a feud with Neville. Yeah, which is just insane because Neville, Neville just... is truly one of the greatest wrestlers in the in the fucking company. And he just walked away and like shook his head and he was like, "This is fucking dumb." Yeah, and I mean, if that's what they do with this, we'll have to we'll have to keep. A little bit of an ear to the ground on what's going on here. But, like, if what they do is, like, Enzo keeps trying to get a match with Neville, and Neville's just like, fuck you, I'm not going to waste my time with this, that is great. And I would love to see Neville just shit on him all the time. I'm
0: really excited to see Neville murder Enzo Amore and skin him alive and then take his skin and take it back under his bridge mm-hmm, where mm-hmm, Neville mm-hmm, lives and mm-hmm, just yes. put it on as an Enzo Amore suit.
1: Yeah, kind of cut it up and make sort of like an Enzo beef jerky of sorts. Oh, you want, you, you want him to wear it or both or both okay he can he can eat parts of it he can wear parts of it yeah just be a real a real nice look for him He'll I'm excited a... to see his entrance at uh, at Survivor series when he's wearing Enzo's uh, flesh suit
0: yeah he's going to do the certified G in a bonafide yeah boner whatever
1: <laughs> I would love to see Neville do that in just like a like a pissed off tone and like his british accent and, and just, just like
0: Enzo's bloody skin
1: draped, draped over across him crossed him <laughs> Yeah, that would really be something. Well, so bye Enzo. So bye Enzo. Bye big Cass. Bye big cast. Uh, remember when time. they were like a a thing? Yeah, remember that one was when that was a thing that we cared about for like three solid episodes of our podcast. Um, they're just gone. They're just gone.
0: They're both just gone for completely different reasons. But they're just gone. They they're don't gone. exist they're anymore.
1: They, they've been erased from my memory. I've forgotten them already. They're Who not we even about? part of what our. Are we talking about?
0: We're, we we were talking about Neville. But I now I just see him naked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's not wearing anything. He's not no wearing skin, any suit. Yeah, nothing. Uh, let's also say goodbye to Raw, and let's talk a little bit about SmackDown, because there was some interesting stuff that happened on SmackDown this week. We yeah, talked. sure. We, we talked about... Uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> we talked a little bit about, uh, about what happened with Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, a, a face we know and love, and oh yeah, his, uh, his continued feud with Jinder Mahal. I'm still interested to see where they go with this, because I think they're kind of pivoting away from Jinder just being the sort of, like, Foreign heel and now being more of just a heel, which could be kind of interesting, yeah, sure. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, what else happened? Um, oh, we had sort of an update with the uh, with the Kevin Owens AJ Styles situation. This was
0: great because they're really doing the thing I want them to do, mm-hmm. where they just keep bringing Shane McMahon in as like sort of a ref and it just keeps getting
1: bungled, <laughs> just yes, bungled. for lack of a better word, yeah. So to to I think this was the first thing that happened on the show. Um, to kick off the show, Kevin Owens was complaining about the fact that he once again uh, lost the U.S. title. And he would say under under suspicious circumstances, uh, illegitimate circumstances, Shane came out and told him that basically he was wrong. He lost fair and square. AJ came out and, and, and said, you know, something to the same effect or, or what have you. He's say whatever AJ says. AJ, yeah, said some stuff about being phenomenal or whatever. Anyway, um, Kevin was like... <laughs> I get a rematch because everybody gets a rematch when they lose a title. And Shane was like, fine, you get one more rematch. And Kevin was like, fine, but I'm choosing the ref. And Shane was like, okay, I accept that, but here's the thing. If you lose this match, you are not getting another shot at this title until AJ Styles loses that United States title. Great. It raises the stakes, makes it a big deal. They didn't put this on YouTube, which is a crying shame, but Kevin Owens then spent the rest of the show in between matches. They would they would cut to him walking up to a different sort of superstar and asking them to be the referee and then he would have all these great little scenes of like of of asking people to do it so the first one he did is he he walks up to Sami Zayn, one of his his long friends right right and they had this moment where they were kind of like sammy was like maybe maybe i'll do this kind of talking back and forth about it and then he's just like you've screwed me so many times you have stabbed me in the back so many times i will never ever <laughs> wait help was you this again.
0: just a, a kevin owens hate
1: montage if they, yeah. if you put it all together yeah it was great oh Dude, god I, this is something that they now don't... Now i I didn't see it. I know. This is something that they don't do very often anymore, but it's, like, one of my favorite things. It's just, like, they have this sort of, like, B-plot that's going on throughout the whole show. It's, like, you have a match that raises the stakes for whatever, and then you then they cut back to backstage, and they have, again, this sort of, like, B-plot thing going on where it's Kevin Owens just trying to find a referee. So you go to Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn turns it out. Uh... Breezango come up to him and they are like trying to be refs and they're like, listen, we're going to, we look great as zebras. We're going to look great in black and white stripes. They're wearing these like ridiculous romp him things. I don't know if they were like shirts with shorts or if they were all just one sort of unit. They looked ridiculous and fabulous. It was delightful. And Kevin Owens just ends up screaming at them being like, no, get away from me. You're terrible. I don't (laughs) want you anywhere near me. It was great. And then what he finally does is he walks up to Baron Corbin uh, and says like, listen, I, I need someone to do this for me. Will you do this for me? And Baron Corbin says, yeah, I'll ref this match for you, but on one condition. If you win the title, I get the first chance at at a rematch with oh, you, which is cool because it's like, very cool, yeah. Baron Corbin, he's a, he's a lone wolf. You know, he doesn't want to yeah, help sure. out anybody, but if there's something he can gain from it, then he's interested. Yeah, that in. kind of makes him biased it to does. be a ref. Well, the other thing that he did is he, is he then walks up to AJ Styles a little bit later and says, hey, so I'm roughing your match tonight. And I, I made a deal with Kevin Owens. He said, if he wins, then I get get a rematch. And he's like, AJ Styles, are you gonna make that same deal for me? And AJ Styles is like, No, I'm I'm gonna defend. Like AJ Styles is gonna start doing this U.S. Open Challenge thing. We're basically, oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah, you have this? Um, and so AJ Styles the was, listening audience. Okay, so AJ Sal is going to do this U.S. Open Challenge thing, which John Cena started a long time ago. But basically, every week, he's going to defend it to anybody who wants to challenge him. Uh, which is, it's it's a great gimmick. Uh, it's 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 very all-American. If anybody has a chance to win this title. Uh, and it's going to result in a lot of great matches because AJ Sal is going to work well with anybody. And I think it's going to allow a lot of people that don't get a lot of time to have a chance to sort of shine and, and get a sort of spotlight on them week in and week out.
0: Did AJ say he's going to do this? Or are you just assuming he's no, going to do No, he said to... it. He, oh, okay. he said
1: it. He's like, I'm restarting the u.s open challenge he's like i finally have put kevin owens in the rearview mirror and so i'm starting it um cool. he said he says once i have beat you this week i'm going to start it so anyway baron corbin is like you're going to give me that rematch right and he's like, and AJ house is like no i'm going to give it to you whoever wants to challenge me if you want to challenge me you can step up for the u.s open challenge but uh you know other than that i'm not making you any promises or anything like that and baron corbin's like okay well we'll see what happens tonight it's kind of like ooh, is he gonna is he gonna screw over yeah. aj styles is he gonna help out kevin owens well, what ends up happening, and I, and I think I sent you this match as well. Yeah, I saw this. Um, is that they, they wrestle a fairly typical match, Baron Corbin's being the referee. And then um, Kevin Owens did something a little uncouth, and Baron Corbin goes to start doing the three count, and then Shane McMahon actually pulls him out of the ring and says, like, no, this is not how this match is ending. Baron Corbin gets pissed. He takes off his referee uniform, throws it at Shane, makes Shane the referee, and then Shane eventually... Uh, Counts out a win for AJ Styles. I forget yeah, exactly how it, it was a solid pin. It was a legitimate. Yeah, it was a pin. One hundred percent legitimate way to to win a match. No, no underhandedness on the part of AJ Styles. I mean, AJ Styles is working like one hundred percent babyface right now. So the result of this is a Kevin Owens does not get another rematch with AJ Styles. So effectively, his program, his feud with him is over. And B, Shane McMahon screwed over Kevin Owens again. So as we've all suspected we're going to get Kevin Owens for Shane uh, that's McMahon, the new like, feud, huh? So, yeah. I'm a little surprised that they seem to be... I, 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 I think I've mentioned this, but I'm surprised that they're kind of going for it so early because, like, the build for this would culminate in, like, I guess early October. At I think, I think Hell in a Cell is the next SmackDown pay-per-view. It's in early October, um, which, I, I mean, I guess that's not uh, crazy far away. But, fuck, I just realized that Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens are going to have a Hell in a Cell match and that's gonna be fucking insane because Shane McMahon is like one of the best at Hell in a Cell matches, and he's always jumping off crazy high things. And he's gonna jump off a cell. Holy crap! That's gonna be amazing. Uh, I just got ke- really excited. Kevin,
0: <laughs> o- Kevin Owens said something really funny. I think it was during uh, during SummerSlam about like how Shane McMahon jumps off of buildings or yeah, something yeah, like that. Exactly. And it was
1: oh yeah, he's... he said something about crashes helicopters too. Oh geez, really? Yeah, I yeah. missed that. Yeah, I mean uh, that's Shane's thing. Is like he's not he's not great wrestler, but he will fucking risk life and limb to to do anything. I mean, he jumped off a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania two years ago in a match with the Undertaker, and it was fucking wild. And I was gonna do it again. Boy, that's gonna be cool. All right, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So last the last things I know the last things we'll talk about with SmackDown. um, There were two debuts this week, debuts of sorts. Yeah, I sent these both to you, and I'm kind of interested to get your feeling about them because I know that you don't know probably anything about either, either of these guys. guys.
0: Yeah, uh, let's go with the first one, the
1: the glorious guy. Whatever, the glorious guy. The glorious guy, indeed. Bobby Roode made his uh, That's triumphant his gimmick
0: sport. that he's glorious.
1: Yes, basically. Uh, when
0: he came in, mm-hmm. he his entrance was very uh, exciting, very bombastic, yep. very it was glorious, glorious. You as might they say. say, the his entrance song is a lot of fun. Yep. Um... The match was so boring. I had to skip through it. Sure, yeah. I mean, it was it was like I was excited when he came out. I was like, "Who's this guy?" He okay, seems like that, he could see, be fun. And then, like, as soon as he started fucking fighting, I was just like, "God, this sucks." He's yeah. just like a boring ass wrestler.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so what was happening was Aiden English was doing his his singing in the ring thing, whatever. Bobby Roode comes out and interrupts him. It was very quickly rude Quickly has him. A, a a squash match with him. And, did you and hear my joke? Him. I did. I said it so it was very rude. I ignored of it because him. it wasn't that funny.
0: Oh come on, man. No.
1: I will not I will not I will not uh entertain such such entertainment humor at my on my podcast on my show. Um anyway, he squashes Aiden you, English. God damn it. He squashes Aiden English in a in in very quick fashion, uh very rude fashion, you might say. Uh he was a real rude boy. All right, now you're see wow, now you're no, just I'm leaning, leaning, into, leaning into, it. into it. Um so yeah, I I mean Bobby Roode's a pretty pretty solid r- wrestler. He's he's been on NXT for the past couple of years maybe a year uh, he actually just lost the NXT championship on Saturday and uh there's a lot of suspicion that he was going to get called up to the main roster and he did he's on smackdown now and i think so they he lost and they were like eh, good enough <laughs> yeah i think that that that's basically it um i think you'll you'll i i hope that you'll grow to be impressed with him he also like was working babyface in this like he had a little interview segment with Renee young afterwards and he was very much just kind of like Pop in the crowd with like same glorious a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, I watched some of that. It but he's like one hundred percent a heel. So I think he's going to turn next week and start. I don't. I don't know who he's going to work with. I don't know like what kind of feud he's going to get involved with. I'm wondering if he's going to just if he's going to come do the open challenge and immediately challenge, uh, AJ Styles, uh, which would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely almost certainly going to be going to be heel moving forward. So you think this he's guy's like,
0: going to be a big star?
1: I do. I do think he's going to be a big star. He's a big star on NXT. in NXT. I do. He also, I mean, he wrestled in TNA for a really long time before that. So he's not even like, like nice. he's a he's seasoned seasoned veteran. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's going to be great. I'm excited to see him. He's Tell really me about fun. this
0: other guy who made a, his reappearance on yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, this is a, more
1: of a, a return than a debut. But uh, so Chad Gable was having a, a little conversation with Kurt Angle. Or I'm sorry, he was having a conversation with Daniel Bryan.
0: About well, Kurt Angle. About
1: Kurt Angle. Uh, about Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan, who's no longer with SmackDown. And he was like, you know, Chad's like kind of been wondering what, what, what's coming next for me, what I'm going to do next. And Dean O'Brien's like, well, i got great news for you. I, I found you a new tag team partner. And he's actually an old friend of Kurt Angle's. It's none other than Shelton Benjamin, who is fucking amazing. He's incredible. He yeah, you sent me some clips of classic Shelton Benjamin moves. Yeah,
0: he seems like a very good wrestler. He's a very very good wrestler. He was very bad on the mic.
1: Yeah, he seemed very uncomfortable, and I think oh, like yeah, I think part of it was kind of like there was clearly a big reaction from the crowd, and I think that like he hasn't he certainly hasn't heard that in a long time. So I'm, I was kind of like maybe he was like just taken aback and like he hasn't been in this sort of situation before. But then again, I I. I have never I don't think I was ever watching wrestling when Shelton Benjamin was actually around. It was only like I've only seen stuff after the fact and known that he's really good. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he was never really a good promo. I watched I watched a um
0: a clip of him backstage yeah. in uh, it was his Raw debut oh. in two thousand four. Oh okay cool. And uh, the the biggest thing that I noticed is that the fashion and video quality in <laughs> two thousand four. It looks like 1982. Yeah, it's man. incredible yeah. how just garbage it looks, and it it made me very sad to think that in ten years we'll be watching clips from now and be like, "Wow, I can barely look at this." Yeah, and like, we'll be be like but this is
1: this is only ten ten eighty p. Yeah, I, I, I watch everything this? in eight k now.
0: Why isn't this being injected directly into my eyeballs? <laughs> yes, I don't right. even use my eyes this anymore.
1: This isn't VR. Anyway, um. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin's really great. I also realized he's 42 years old. Well, yeah. I mean, if he debuted in fucking 2014
0: or 2004, I mean, he had to... looks really good for 42 years old. Oh, yeah. He looked really good. But my thought was this guy has been gone for 13 years. Yeah. He's got to be
1: pretty old. Yeah, I mean, he was in WWE for about 10 years, then was gone... Wait. No, that doesn't make any sense. He started when he was 12. He started when he was 12. He, he wrestled for 10 years, then left for 20, and now he's back. <laughs> Um yeah no he was uh, he was with WWE for a while and then was kind of I know he he spent some time in New Japan and some other I think he did some Ring of Honor stuff as well but he's been around for a while and now he's back he, so the interesting thing about this is um Sheldon Benjamin was supposed to debut on SmackDown shortly after they did the brand split a year ago.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this because you sent me, like, a weird promo from, yeah. like, July 26, 2016. Exactly. And said, coming soon. Exactly.
1: Yeah, WWE was, like, hyping his return uh, way back in, in, like, July of 2016, June of 2016. And um, he, like, shortly thereafter needed to get rotator cuff surgery and so he had to oh that he, sucks yeah he did he was like everybody was super excited he was super excited he got a he big was, cast like, tweeting yeah he really did he was tweeting and instagramming about it and being all pumped and stuff like that and then before he even got a chance to make his debut he found out he needed the surgery and so did you know time. he was coming back
0: now or was it no, just like was, I,
1: well i mean i had heard some some scuttlebutt if okay you will, but uh, but they
0: haven't really been talking about it like last time no, no no
1: this was not hyped up at all it was like if you if you weren't fucking reading stuff on the internet, then you were completely surprised by this. Gotcha. Um, which was, like... Very cool, though. Part of why they got the reaction from it. But, yeah, I mean, these guys are, like... Chad Gable, I think, is one of the best workers on SmackDown, one of the best workers in WWE right now. Shelton Benjamin is an all-time great, and I think it seems like he's still in ring shape and... Is going to do some amazing stuff, so I'm really excited to see these guys work together. And um, yeah, I think I think that they're kind of hitting reset on the on the SmackDown tag team division. Like I think they're going to kind of put the Usos' New Day feud to bed for a while and just sort of shake things up. And you know, I don't know, see, enter into some new feuds and stuff like that. Like Usos had a match with uh, with the Hype Bros this week. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to start like shaking things up. I think they want to get Brizongo more involved, and because you know they know how fucking popular those guys are. Did they conclude their Thing yet? Do they figure out who is assaulting them? No, they have not. They, oh uh, there's gosh. a new episode of Fashion Peaks next week. Uh oh. Stay tuned. Um, but yeah, I'm fucking really excited to see uh Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin work together. It's gonna be great. Well, maybe next week. Maybe, maybe next we'll, week we'll have that. I think to Daniel talk Bryan about. said next week that that will uh that we'll see them in action.
0: Before we wrap this up here, I sure. just one more thing I want to touch on really quick. Uh, the clip, the uh, the fight between Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Yes, where uh. Ron Strowman comes out and just kinda flips Brock Lesnar around a couple times like a rag doll and mm-hmm. screams at him. Uh, when you sent me the link, you
1: named this the Strowdown. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Matt. Uh, I can't take credit for that. Oh. I'm sorry to to take t- t- immediately take the wind out of my own sails, but I I one hundred percent stole that from Uprocks in their raw recap. They called it the Strowdown. <sighs> so shout out to uh, I think Brandon Let's end the show. wrote that article. Fuck this. Thanks. Thanks. I hate this thanks show. To, uh, thanks for being funnier than me. Thanks for being funnier than Matt. Yeah. Literally, everyone. Uh, also, thanks for listening this week. It's been it's been fun. It's been Yeah. Great. Thanks been for fun. stopping by. Yeah. Um, if you have questions or comments or, or concerns, please contact us. Uh, we, you can reach us by email, blindtagcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at blindtagcast. You can find us on Facebook, slash blindtagcast. And you can also check out our website, blindtagcast.com dot com uh we also want to give a give a shout out to small parks and thank them for letting us use their song restless as our in and out music once again uh really appreciate it i know ron's been listening to that album i have been it's actually
0: a really great album and uh i've been talking about it
1: and another friend actually said that she's been listening to it and she's really into it really making waves out here on the west coast small parks uh gotta gotta get you guys out here for a tour at some point anyway uh thanks for listening and uh (laughs) As, as always, I'm Matt Raddick And I have been your face And I'm the Malteser, baby And I've been your hero I guess we'll see next week. Cause you're falling in love When you shouldn't be And you'll run out of excuses